Welcome to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. We welcome you to come and join us as we explore the Word of God to open up new levels of glory for every believer to come in closer to the Father. Join Apostle Calvin as he shares the Word of God as the Lord Jesus has revealed it unto him to share with the body of Christ. This is Apostle Calvin Brown of Christ for Glorified Ministries. Welcome to another broadcast centered around the kingdom of God. Amen. God is upon the throne. Jesus is upon the throne. Amen. And so he reigns and rules, amen, from heaven. And the benefit of his rule reaches the earth realm as we operate by faith, as we operate by spiritual sight, amen, eyes to see, ears to hear a heart to comprehend what God is doing, what God wants, his will, amen, should be done in this earth as it is in heaven, amen. And so we want to start today by focusing in on the word of God, the importance of the word of God. In the Lord's Prayer, it reads, give us this day our daily Bread. The Word of God is our, our daily bread. Amen. It is our necessary food. Amen. The Word declares, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So we live by the Word. Sometimes that doesn't sink in. The seriousness, you know, that we make sure that we eat food, but do we make sure that we receive the daily bread every day, the word of God, amen. And also in Colossians, the book of Colossians, chapter three, verses three and four, Colossians chapter three, verse three and four. It says, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then you also will appear with him in the glory. Or we should say, in his glory. You died. When did you die? Amen. When you made Jesus Lord, your old life died. Amen. The one that was destined to go to hell. The one that was destined to be destroyed when you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that old life died, amen, and you were given a new life, a life unto the Lord, amen. The Bible declares your life was hidden in Christ, amen. The word hidden means out of view. You didn't know what it was. It was hidden in Christ. Hidden also means treasure to be discovered. Your life is treasure, amen, to be discovered, amen. And so you go after the life that God has for you by going after the life of Christ, as it were, amen. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, amen, then we shall appear with him in the glory, amen. So your life is hidden out of you, amen, covered so to speak, as 
by dirt. Amen. You know how you, you dig for treasure. You dig in the dirt. And that's the same thing, the dirt, the earth. Amen. The world. Amen. You have to remove the world to see the life that the Lord has given you in him. Amen. Your life was hidden with Christ in God. It was a treasure reserved for you, but it was hidden. And so the things of God to be discovered, amen, your life is in the word. Jesus is the word, but also it is the Holy Spirit who guides and leads you into that life before. He guides and leads you into all truth, amen. So the truth of the word Amen. By the revelation of the Holy Spirit, that's how you find life. The Holy Spirit reveals what is your life. You must remove the world. The world will obscure your life. Amen. And you won't see it. You won't know it. Amen. Because the world wants you to go after a worldly life. Amen. The Bible says we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them. Amen. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Amen. And so the life, your life is revealed. It is revealed to those who love, who love the Lord. Amen. And so I'm, I'm taking great pains to say that your life comes from God. Amen. Your life comes from the Lord. It is found with Christ. It is in, it is in God. So you cannot find life outside of the Lord. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Your life you cannot find, find outside of the Lord. Amen. And so that means something. The word means something. Amen. And to travel and to journey with the Holy Spirit to have him to reveal, amen, that those, those opportunities, amen, in the Lord. Your life is a journey full of opportunities, amen, from the Lord. Your life is exciting, amen. Your, your, your life is full of intrigue and mystery and discovery, amen, every step you take, amen, every, every walk, amen, every step, amen, the Lord is with you the whole time, encouraging you on, that, that he is um, gently pushing you on, amen, you, you are like his sheep, the Lord is your shepherd, amen, he leads you, in, in paths of righteousness. He leads you beside still waters. He leads you to pastors. Amen. In Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 24. Many people do not discover the fullness of the life that God has for them. Amen. Because they see things through worldly glasses. Amen. Worldly um, vision. Amen. Not, not the plan of God. Not the path of the Lord. Not according to God's heart. Amen. The, the question, what's in God's heart? 
What's in God's heart? Do you know what's in the Lord's heart? For he reveals his secrets to those who, to those who fear him. In Proverbs chapter 24, beginning with verse 30 through 34. Amen. Proverbs 24 verses 30 through 34. It says, I went by the field of the lazy man and by the vineyard of the man devoid of understanding. So being lazy and being devoid of understanding. And there it was, all overgrown with thorns. Its surface was covered with nettles or thorns. Its stone wall was broken down. When I saw it, I considered it well. I looked on it and received instruction, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little of the folding of the hands to rest. So shall your poverty come like a prowler and your need like an armed man. Amen. And so a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest causes your poverty to come upon you. Amen. Many times these verses have been used, amen, to teach about the, the wisdom, amen, of prosperity, of work, and the work ethic, amen, to bring about increase, to bring about your prosperity, amen. But uh, the, the, today, the Lord showed me something different, amen. Not saying that that wasn't true. I'm saying that a different angle, a different, a different perception, amen, that this person received instruction by looking at, amen, what had happened to a man who did not tend his field, that did not tend his vineyard, amen, and it was, it was overgrown with thorns, thorns, and nettles represent, represent a curse. Amen. And so what the Lord showed me, he says that this was a lost generation. Amen. That the overgrown garden, the overgrown vineyard was a lost opportunity. Amen. Because the garden and the vineyard is for harvest. Amen. Yet this man was not receiving a harvest. Amen. And so the revelation is that the garden and the vineyard were supposed to belong to the Lord. You're in business with the Lord. Your fruitfulness, it comes from being in divine connection, union with the Lord. The Bible says the Lord gives the increase, that you're in business for the Lord. And so this may come as a surprise to a lot of people that your life is hidden with Christ in God and your life, amen, is a life unto God and God place you into this earth, amen, to be fruitful and abundant, amen, for him. And the Lord will make sure that you are fruitful and abundant. Amen. 
If your life is tied to him, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything will be added. Amen. And so the Lord showed me that this represented a lost generation. In other words, the season, amen, of fruitfulness was lost at that time. In other words, instead of the garden producing fruit and instead of the vineyard producing grapes, amen, vintage grape in its season, it was overgrown with thorns, amen. The Bible says that the lust for money and things and the deceitfulness of riches, amen, causes the word to be unfruitful, amen. It is, it is the seed which is sown amongst the, the thorns, the cares of this life, the Bible says, choke the word. Being caught up in this life and not the Lord's business, amen, causes your fruitfulness to wane. And then the Lord showed me a thing. It doesn't even matter whether a person thinks that they are successful. It doesn't even matter if a person thinks that they are fruitful. If their fruitfulness is not unto the Lord, it is wasted. Amen. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. You have to have treasure. Amen. In this earth as it was, your treasure should be laid up in heaven while you're in this earth. Amen. Amen. That without that, the Bible says that your, your um, treasure is corrupted. Amen. And, and thieves can break in and steal. And so there is an earthly e economy, but there's also a heavenly economy. God says that when you give... Don't give to be seen by people, amen. Or else, he says, that you will lose your reward, amen. That you will not have a heavenly reward. When, when you pray, don't pray to be seen by people, amen. But pray in secret. The God who sees in secret will reward you openly, amen. Your heart, amen, between you and the Lord, amen. Communing with the Lord, communing with your heart. You and the Lord, everything that you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not to man. Amen. So God is a God of reward. God is a God of fruitfulness. Amen. And so God will give you an account in heaven and God will be, he will cause you to be fruitful in your work in this earth as it is, as it is, as it is given unto the Lord. And so that overgrown field, that overgrown garden, and that overgrown vineyard represent, represented a lost generation, no treasure in heaven. It was caused by sleep. This is what the person who pondered the thing, this is what the instruction that they received, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little Folding of the hands to rest or the positioning of your hands. Your hands are not upon the plow. Amen. You have positioned your hands to rest. You're always looking for rest. In other words, you, you pursue. 
You, you're full of endeavors, amen, which zapped your strength. You're always looking for rest. And yet Jesus says, come unto me, all who labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I'm meek and lowly in spirit. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Again, the yoke joined unto the Lord and he'll break the yoke of the world off of you for the anointing removes the burden and destroys the yoke. Amen. It's always, always an exchange. Amen. Giving up the world, receiving the kingdom of God. Giving up the kingdom of the world. Amen. Not living for the world. Not kobare moshendabu. I want to say it right. I don't want to, you to get it wrong. Amen. That you are joined unto the Lord. You're trying to make the world happy. You are trying to fulfill commitments to the world instead of God. Amen. And so the, the curse or the thorn or the disconnection from the harvest that the Lord wanted was caused by sleep. Sleep is the deception of not working for the Lord. It is a spirit of slumber. So if you're not working for the Lord, then you're working under a different spirit. Amen. The spirit of the, of the world causes sleep. It causes slumber. Amen. That means a lack of sensitivity to God. Amen. The more you go after the world, amen, your eyes become open. Amen. You see that you're naked. Now you need clothes. Now you got to work. Amen. And so you are disconnected from the rest of the Lord. Amen. The rest of God. The Sabbath got rested on the seventh day after working for six days when his works were completed Amen. It was called a rest, a Sabbath, the seventh day. Remember the Sabbath days to keep it holy. Amen. So you're supposed to keep it holy. The rest, amen, is to cease from your own labors. Amen. And so the, the lost generation, amen, the peril, amen. So we're supposed to consider the peril of a lost generation not being fruitful in its season. Amen. And so the harvest, the harvest simply is righteousness, but the harvest is godly seed. Amen. That God wants godly seed in this earth. Amen. Not devilish seed, not demonic seed. Amen. Um, not satanic seed, not worldly seed. Amen. So the earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. The earth belongs to God. He gave it to the sons of man. I believe his Psalms 115. Amen. Around um, verse 115, 116, um, 15 or 16. It talks about how heaven, even the lofty heaven, the most high heaven belongs to to God, but the earth he gave to the children of men or the sons of men. Amen. And that the earth is the Lord's, the earth is his footstool. So the earth is supposed to serve 
to serve the Lord. And you can tell what spirit a person is of, whether or not they live their life in service to the Lord or whether they are selfish, whether they are thinking of themselves, even sometimes thinking of your family outside of the constraints, the construct of the kingdom of God can be selfishness. Amen. Jesus says you must love me more than your family. Amen. But if you love the Lord with everything, the Lord will take care of you and your family. Amen. Amen. So the, the harvest was missing. And so he says to consider it. Amen. Just look at how sad does that look. Here is a garden that is overgrown. Amen. Here is a vineyard which is overgrown. Not just overgrown, but with thorns and with nettles representing the curse. Amen. He says to consider that that generation was not given unto God. So we have a responsibility in our generation. Amen. Not only just for us to be saved, amen, but God has given us to a generation, amen. In other words, God has given us for us to be saved and for procreation, amen, continuation, posterity, amen, for God's righteousness to be carried on into the next, into the next generation. Amen. So when God, he gave the earth to man, it was blessed, it was righteous, it was glorious. Amen. And so we're supposed to keep it blessed. We're supposed to keep it righteous. We're supposed to keep it glorious by, by the gospel. Amen. In Psalms 112. Psalms 112. Verses 1 and 2. It says, Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty in the earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Amen. So his seed will be mighty in the earth. The man who fears the Lord, who greatly fears the the Lord, amen, who delights greatly in the Lord's commandments. The, his seed will be mighty in the earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. So the, the harvest, amen, for the Lord is godly seed. It is the generation of the upright, amen. Yes, you slid in, you got saved, but God saves by generation. In other words, it is important for the Lord that his righteousness continues from generation to generation. Amen. And so he, he looks to man to receive God's strength, his grace, his ability. Amen. To press into the kingdom. Amen. To snatch people out of the fire, amen, to lay down your life so that others may have life. It is, it is a revelation, amen, of what does it take, amen. You look at the Apostle Paul, who was 
Saul of Tarsus, what did it take to get him saved? Amen. What did it take? What type of prayers did it take? Amen. What type of commitment to God from others did it take to get him saved? What, what type of laying down of your life? I'm thinking about Stephen. A man who laid down his life. The Bible says that those who stoned Stephen, that they gave their coats, their cloaks, amen, to Saul of Tarsus, who was consenting to Stephen's death. Amen. And Stephen, amen, consider. He said, Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Amen. As as they Stoned him, he says, I see heaven open and I see Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. Well, this is a clue. The Bible says that Jesus is seated until he make his enemies his footstool. So here is Jesus standing, which is evident that his enemies are made his footstool. Amen. So something, something about the martyrdom of Stephen released, amen, the ability for Jesus to call Paul as an apostle, to get his attention. Amen. So it is the Generation of the upright is the is the godly seed, is the holy seed, is the seed of God. It is the harvest that God wants. Amen. So that is why we have an obligation, a sacred trust from God to give him righteous seed, godly seed. Amen. Husband and wife, they raise up their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Amen. The Bible says that fathers don't provoke your children, but raise them up in the admonition, the nurture and admonition of the Lord. That's Ephesians 6, 4. So godly seed, number one, family. Amen. That you are to have children. Amen. And if it seems like your womb is closed up, amen, the scripture declares is in the blessing side. Of Deuteronomy 28, amen. There shall be nothing barren in the land and nothing shall cast their young. So set your faith on that. To give God righteous seed, to have children unto the Lord, amen. amen. To be like Hannah when her womb was closed. She said, Lord, if you give me a son, I'll give him unto you. And then God gave her five more children, amen. And symbolically, they were given unto the Lord. Why? First fruit. Amen. If the first fruit is holy, <laughs> then the lump is also holy. <laughs> she gave Samuel to the Lord. Holy God's first fruit. Amen. If the first fruit is holy, you have to claim the word. Then the lump or the whole is also holy. Holy Ghost. So God gave her more seed. Amen. And she sang that song unto the Lord, the songs of Hannah. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. She praised. 
She praised the Lord. So number one, amen, of the godly seed, it is, it is from the family, amen, husband and wife, how they are joined unto the Lord. That means un, not unequally yoked, amen. And, so, and then you give your children unto the Lord as you give yourselves unto the Lord, amen. So godly seed is to give your children to the Lord. Number two, the harvest of souls belong to God. Amen. In the book of James, and I'll just touch on these very quickly. James 5, 7, it says, Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently. For it until it receives the early and the latter rain. So God promises to give the early and the latter rain, the rains that are necessary for harvest, the fall rains, amen, and the spring rains, amen. Speaking of his glory and the outpouring of the Spirit of God, amen, is necessary for for the harvest amen and so number one it is the the husband and the wife having seed godly seed unto the lord number two it is souls being saved so your life in this earth are supposed to be your life is supposed to be completely in the work of god amen the the you're supposed to work for the Lord. Your, your life is unto the Lord, and that life is to give the Lord godly seed. That is why you're in this earth. Amen. I know that people say other things, but I'm telling you by the word of the Lord that your life, amen, the reason that he gave you life is to give him godly seed. Amen. So you're supposed to participate. Amen. If you're in a family, you give your children unto the Lord as godly seed. Amen. And otherwise, also, you give yourself to saving souls. Amen. You, you, you are a witness. Amen. That you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost come upon you to be witnesses unto me. Amen. So you are to be a witness. You're supposed to be a minister of reconciliation. Amen. To, to save souls. Or you may be of the fivefold ministry gifts. Amen. Apostles and prophets, evangelists and pastors and teachers. And that's that's a whole nother story. The level of consecration and commitment it takes. Number one, you, you have to be called and the level of cleansing and purging that it takes to do the will of God. Gethsemane, Jesus prayed, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. Gethsemane is where the 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 olive oil is pressed, where the olive berry is pressed, where the oil comes out. Amen. So through great pressure, the oil comes out. The easy way out, I can say you're not prepared to be a minister. I told someone one time, and my wife told someone, you know, you have to go by the way of the wilderness, or the Lord told us that he had to take us by the way of the wilderness. And, and their response was that 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 is not necessarily so, amen, that you don't necessarily have to go by the way of the wilderness. You have to be emptied out of the world, amen, to, 
to be considered loyal. Amen. That, that you will make the right decisions. The devil cannot pull your strings. The world cannot pull your strings. Amen. That you are only operating by the Spirit of God. So that takes training. It takes commitment. And for the apostle, even more. Amen. The Bible says, be not many masters. For unto you will be a greater condemnation, a greater scrutiny of your life. Amen. You say, everybody's the same. No minister of God, you're not the same. <laughs> Man, God requires more out of you. Amen. You have to have the heart of Jesus. Amen. The good shepherd. You have to have his heart. Amen. In every situation, I'm not saying you have to be perfect, but as the Lord reveals, you receive. As the Lord reveals, you receive. You don't. You don't reject. The Lord says that He will give you shepherds after His own heart, which will feed you with wisdom and knowledge. So you have to have your heart. And you have to have a heart of wisdom and knowledge from the Lord. You have to have something to feed the people, not something from the world. Amen. And so the number two is the harvest of soul. Number three includes the converting of those who have professed Jesus. Amen. But they, they live for the world. Amen. They could be a backslider or they could have lack of knowledge. Amen. They have professed or confessed Jesus, but they live for the world. So they have to be converted from the world into the spirit realm, into the kingdom of God. Amen. To operating for the Lord in his spirit, which is more real. Amen. And so you have to get to the place where the things of God are more real than this world, that you trust what the Lord says above what the world says. You walk by faith and not by and not by sight. Amen. So the the harvest, amen. You are God's garden, you're his field, you are his planting. Amen. In first Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter Three verses seven through nine. It says, Now he who plants and he who waters are one. This is Paul speaking of ministers such as himself and Apollos and Peter. And each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers, and you are God's field. And you're God's building. In other words, God works. So you're God's planting. You're God's field. You're God's work. So when we go back to Proverbs chapter 24, beginning with verse 30 and see a, a garden that is overgrown with thorns. Amen. And a vineyard that is overgrown with thorns. Amen. We see that it did not release its potential. Amen. That God gives good seed, amen. And the heart, amen, is, is the soil, amen. And so your heart is supposed to be open unto the Lord, amen. Break up the fallow ground, the Bible says. To give God 
his harvest, amen, his harvest of souls, his harvest of godly children, his harvest of those coming back to the Lord Jesus, being converted, amen, into the kingdom of God, amen. Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend it and to keep it. Amen. So Adam was supposed to to tend and keep, that word keep means to guard the garden. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die, amen. So the plan of God was not for man to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, putting evil on the same plane as good and you being a God, which means that you would corrupt, your morality would be corrupted, amen. Your value system would be corrupted. Number two, it separated man from God, caused him to be damned, caused him to be condemned, amen. And then in Genesis chapter one, Verse, verse 28. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. That means to replenish the earth and subdue it. Have dominion of the fish of the sea and of the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Amen. So to kind of understand, you know, never think that you understand completely everything about the word of God. Amen. And the word of God is precious. So that word replenish means to fill back up with righteousness. In other words, if anything, amen, gets out of place, put it back into place, make it back righteous. Every, so God gave the earth to man perfect with the glory. Amen. And so God tells man to be submitted un, unto me and you will use my authority to put everything in place if it tries to get, get out of place, amen. And so Adam did not do that, but to fill it back up with righteousness, to be fruitful, amen, to give the Lord, the Lord his, his harvest, amen. In other words, you'll be blessed when you give the Lord, when you give the Lord his harvest, amen. In Philippians chapter one, course, Philippians. This is the Apostle Paul, chapter 1, verse, verses 21 through 24. Paul says, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. But if I live only in the flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor, yet what I shall choose, I cannot tell. So it should be that living in the flesh would be fruit for your labor. Amen. Your labor 
unto the Lord. The Bible says the labor is worthy of his hire. Working in the Lord's fields, working in the Lord's vineyard, amen, and causing them to be fruitful, amen. Working in the Lord's fields, working in the Lord's vineyard, amen, and receiving the fruitfulness for the Lord from the Lord. For I am hard-pressed between the two, amen, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. And being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and your joy of faith. So the reason that Paul was down here laboring in the Lord's field, in the Lord's vineyard, was for the fruit, amen, that, that comes as people are born again and as people receive revelation of the truth. But also, it is, it is for the reward, so to speak. Amen. It is for the, the, the fruitfulness that is in this earth. In other words, the Lord would touch Paul or bless Paul for his work that he was doing for him in this, in this earth realm. Amen. And so Paul was down here for the people, amen, as he ministered for the Lord, amen, that there would be fruit, amen, hallelujah. He says, but to live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor, amen. And so that's, that's why he was staying in the flesh, amen. But to be with the Lord, he says, was far better, amen. In Matthew chapter 13. Verse 24 and 25. Matthew chapter 13. Verses 24 and 25. It says. Another parable he put to them. Saying the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, the enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. So this is, of course, the parable of the wheat and the tares. And I've always been told that the tares look like the wheat, even though the tares are weed. And they're trying to zap the life of the wheat. These are people who are acting like they belong, like they belong to God, but they are not planted by the Lord. Amen. And so they are imposters. Amen. They, they frequent. Amen. The houses of God. Amen. They are um, imposters, fakers. Amen. Because they were not, they were not planted by the Lord. Amen. And then in the explanation of this uh, parable, beginning at verse 37 through 43, Jesus explains the parable. It says, and he answered and said to them, he who sows the good seed is the son of man, speaking of himself, and the field is the world, the good seeds are the sons of the kingdom, but the tares are the sons of the wicked one or of the devil. 
The enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of this age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness. So those that offend an offense to the kingdom of God and that practice lawlessness and will cast them into the furnace of fire and there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Amen. So this is a prophetic parable, in other words, that it is truer today because it is closer to the return of Jesus. And so the manifestation of what Jesus is saying will become more, more and more frequent. Amen. Today, the removal of the tares, amen, involving the angels so that the children of the kingdom could shine as the light, light of the sun. So the removing of the seed of the wicked one, amen. The plants, the plants of the wicked one, amen. And this is also seen in Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15, verse 13 and 14. It says, but he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead, leads the blind, both will fall into a ditch. So there are those that are not planted by the Lord. Amen. And so every plant that the Father has not planted will be uprooted. Amen. This is the promise of Jesus. The root, it goes into the source of life. Amen. And so the devil has planted those that are wicked seed and that they are sustained, so to speak, from what the devil steals, kills, and destroys. The devil has no life, but I'm talking about the system of the world or, or mammon. So they are sustained by mammon, but they are not of the Lord. They are separated from the Lord. Amen. That they would have to repent. Their roots would have to go into Jesus, their roots would have to go into the kingdom of God. And as of this moment, they are not of the Lord. So they will be uprooted. Amen. Amen. And so Jesus is, is saying that there are those that are planted by the Lord and those that are not planted by the Lord. Amen. The, the, the Cain killed Abel. Amen. The Bible says Cain was of the wicked one because he did not heed the Lord, but he did heed, he heeded the devil. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5, verses 13 and 14. It says, for everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe or a baby. But solid food belongs to those who are, who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Amen. That's interesting, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Amen. That 
when Adam and Eve partook of, of that, amen, that it perverted what they thought was good and what they thought was evil, amen, that they became corrupted, amen. And so they, they, you have to come to the knowledge, the knowledge of the truth. So the Bible says that your senses, what it's talking about, is your spiritual senses. Let's look at it again. It says, but solid food belongs to those who are of full age, those who by reason of use, continual, habitual use of discerning, having their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Amen. And so as you give yourself, amen, to, to the things of God, to the Holy Spirit, discerning is the opposite of being asleep. So the, 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 the passage of scripture in Proverbs 24, toward the end, it talks about how that a little sleep, this is what I learned when I saw that, that field overgrown in that vineyard overgrown, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hand. So sleep, the same thing in the parable about uh, the tares. It says, while men slept, the enemy came in and sowed the tares. Amen. And so the, the, the man, amen, who planted the field that was overgrown, it says, while he slept, it was overgrown. Amen. And then about the parable of the tares, it says, while men slept, the enemy planted the tares. Amen. And so we must have a discerning heart, the opposite of being asleep or slumber. Amen. Or spirit of slumber. Amen. That the Bible says that you must be mature. You must be a full age. You must decide, you must approve the things that are righteous. You must approve and prove the things that are of the Lord over and over again as you give yourself to it. Yes, Lord, I choose your will. Yes, Lord, I choose your way. Yes, Lord, I choose the way of the Spirit. Yes, Holy Spirit, I, I hear you. I sense you. I, I know what you're saying. The Bible says as you do that, you will mature. Amen. You'll be a full age in, in the word of God and you'll be able by habitual use, you'll be able to discern between good and evil. Amen. And so God told Adam to guard the garden and we are to guard the garden, which is really God's garden, but it is our inheritance. It is our birthright. Amen. So we give the Lord his, his harvest of righteousness, but the commitment to the garden is our inheritance, and it is, it is our birthright. Amen. So you, you're sensitive. Amen. You, you're not, you don't go by what's trending. You don't go by what the news say. Amen. You are discerning. You're, you are alert. Amen. You are awake, and you are not asleep. Amen. When the foxes are in charge, they make laws that to give them access to the chicken coop. Amen. When the spiritual foxes are in charge, they make laws that give them access 
to the chicken coop, but you're sensitive, you're aware, amen, of what's going on politically, not by being involved with politics, but by being yielded to the Holy Spirit, amen. And because you protect God's harvest, you're always guarding the garden. The garden is that which is given by God, but it is to give harvest back unto the Lord. When the wolves are in charge, they make laws that give them access to the sheep. Amen. So that is what is what is happening now. You are discerning. You know this, that people want access to God's harvest. He, they want access to the children. They want access to the babies. Amen. Those tender ones. Amen. That the, the, the sheep are the most tender ones. Amen. Praise be to God. So those that are discerning. Amen. That we all have always known to protect. Amen. The most innocent. And vulnerable in society, babies, amen, children, the elderly, widows, the fatherless, the hungry, and the poor. Holy Ghost. Amen. In fact, it is enshrined in the word so that we are commanded to do so. Because God has given the earth to man, it is our obligation and duty to be moved on by the Holy Spirit to attend unto the matters of God, to protect the honor of God. In other words, God placed us in this earth, that God is a God of honor. And how we act shows that we are operating in the honor of God. Amen. Honor those whom God has honored. Amen. Honor the things that God honors. Amen. And so selfishness, and a lack of vision is a hindrance to God's overall plan to save and to deliver. Amen. And this last scripture, Genesis 37. Verses 5 through 8. Amen. Genesis 37. Verses 5 through 8, quickly. Now Joseph had a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him even more. So he said to them, Please hear this dream which I have dreamed. There we were binding sheaves in the field, and behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. And his brother said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for the dreams and for his words. And so this is, this is one of the dreams. But this is what I want you to see. That those who are infest, invested in their own things have no vision, amen, to the big picture because they think, and, and I've heard this over and over, they think someone is proud, amen, because they have received a dream or a vision from the Lord. Holy God. Ay, ay, ay. Woo. 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 Wee. 
just blew me back. Holy Ghost. What was that, Lord? <laughs> Hallelujah. I've heard this over and over. That people who have a dream or a vision from the Lord, people call them prideful and selfish. Amen. Because they have a dream and they are, they have no knowledge. They are oblivious to the big picture. Amen. Joseph had a dream. Amen. Of his sheaf standing upright and theirs bowing down to him. God placed, God placed Joseph in his earth to save and deliver. To be a type of Jesus. Amen. In a time of famine and lack and drought. Amen. God had raised up and anointed a one with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Hallelujah. Of how to conduct himself in this time to receive the harvest which is of the Lord. Which say to save life and not to lose life. Amen. Time of famine. A lot of people could have died, but God had given Joseph wisdom. Amen. And he, he went through much hardship before he came to that place of being that, that one alongside Pharaoh. Amen. With, with all the power, amen, to conduct himself, amen, as if he were Pharaoh, amen, that, that he was in charge. The Bible says, it talks about that how there are those who go about weeping, bearing precious seed shall no doubt or doubtless return, bringing their sheaves with them. Amen. This is what Joseph did. He was oppressed. He was pressed. He was falsely accused. He was imprisoned. He was made a slave. Yet God had raised him up for such a time as this. It was the things that he suffered, weeping, may last a night, but there was joy in the morning. The things which he suffered, which caused him to be obedient unto God, the same thing of Jesus. The Bible says that the things which he suffered, amen, caused him to be obedient unto unto the Father, Koraba. And then the Lord said, Karabasha, that the disciple is not greater than the master teacher. Amen. That the, that the student is not greater than the master. Holy Ghost. Shindabo. Hallelujah. And in a sense, Kukra the things that he went through to be the master teacher, that you must have his heart and his spirit, hallelujah, to endure so that you will never give in and to the world, Kaya, to receive the, the revelation of the Lord. Yambo. Yambo Kurama Mishi To give the Lord his harvest. Amen. Godly seed to save life. Yitorobo 
and generation. That cut, I know my time is over. Abraham, God says, I, I know what Abraham is going to do. I know Abraham is, is going to teach his children. Abraham to Isaac to Jacob, amen, who is Israel. And yet God is showing something prophetically. Even though through those ages, there was a worldly age. Egypt represents the worldly age where the spirit of Christ had to come upon someone to perpetuate the generation. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and then Joseph. Amen. Praise God is one of the 12 patriarchs. So the generation, the, the overgrown garden represented a generation. God wants righteousness and godliness to continue from generation to generation. If you are asleep, if you're not discerning, amen, if you are letting the foxes guard the chicken houses, amen, and you are allowing the wolves to guard the sheep, you are asleep, amen. You're under the spirit of the world. You're not discerning, amen. And so this is the message of the Lord for this generation. The Lord says it will be more prevalent. Amen. And I speak by the word of the Lord. It shall be more prevalent in this generation, says the Lord, that I will gather those who were scattered. Amen. My sheep who were scattered across the nation, spiritually speaking, saying that my sheep were scattered in the world. Amen. Because there was no standard. Amen. There was no prevailing vision. Or the people had not received of my vision. Amen. And so now the Lord is gathering that which belongs to him, which shall be a great, a great harvest. Amen. And so the Lord is pouring out of his spirit, which affects every aspect of man. You will not be able to deny, saith the Lord, that it is my spirit, not by might nor power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And so the brightness of the day will intensify, saith the Lord. And those who are willing shall see clearly. Amen. And others who refuse shall receive the penalty of their refusing of the Lord. Hallelujah. The great net. Hallelujah. is gathering in both good and, and bad, but there is a separation of the good. Amen. So the great net shall sweep Many, many in, saith the Lord, it shall intensify. It shall intensify in the church houses, but also in the houses and in the streets. Amen. That I am putting fire. Cora, Cora, Cora. I'm putting fire. Cora, Cora, Cora. Ramashandra Bush. To those who are not of the rebellious spirit of Cora. Holy Ghost. I will set you on fire and I'll set your children on fire, said the Lord. Hallelujah. As I gather my own. Hallelujah. So those, hallelujah, who said they belong to me, yet they lived, they breathe in the breath of the world, the spirit of the world. Hallelujah. That I shall appear unto them. During preaching I shall appear appear. Amen. 
through broadcast I shall appear. Hallelujah. Through conversations, Rabashata, I shall appear. Ramashata. To say that I am the Lord, Kobo Ramashata, and turn from the workings of the world and turn to me, saith the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. This shall also be a violent time. Hallelujah. That Koborama Shindabura, the spirit of heaven suffers violence. The violent take it by force. Holy Ghost. It shall be such a violent time. Amen. As kingdoms should clash against kingdoms. Amen. And the Lord kingdom shall always prevail. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. For more information, visit ChristBeGlorifiedMinistries.com and you can also follow us on Facebook under Christ Be Glorified Ministries. Thank you so much and God bless you.